This is such a week-to-week league is what I'm trying to say. People are like, well, is this the team to beat now? Is this the team to beat now? I don't know. We'll find out down the road. I'm not willing to bet anything on what I see in October. Welcome into another episode of The Chop Shop. I'm Trey Wingo here alongside my good buddy, Mark Schlaren. Here in The Chop Shop, we're partnering once again with our friends at Mercedes-Benz Sprinter Vans. Hey, when was the last time you seriously considered your dreams? I mean, come on, you used to think about them all the time. What happened? I say it's time that you and your dreams got back together. I mean, think about it. You could live the van life in a totally customized Mercedes-Benz Sprinter. You could tour all 423 national parks, build a mountain cabin with your dad, or even start up your own business. Really, whatever you want to dream up. And it's a Mercedes-Benz van we're talking about here, kids. So expect innovative safety features like crosswind assist and blind spot assist. Expect amazing performance and reliability with an MBUX voice command system, a five-star dealer network, and an available gas engine. It runs like, well, a dream. So what do you say? Head to the Mercedes-Benz dealership and get that Sprinter van. Tell them your dream sent you. Hey, everybody, what's up? Trey Wingo here. Welcome into a week seven edition of the Chop Shop, where I sit down with my good buddy, Mark Schlereth, and take things down to the studs in the games that we saw over the weekend in the NFL. Uh, Stink, first of all, your Cincinnati Bengals are in first place in the AFC North this late in the season for the first time since 2015. That was quite a statement game they made by going into Baltimore and punching the Ravens in the mouth. The, it, it certainly was. You know, back when I always go back to when I was playing, there were certainties in life. Like there was a certainty. Death was a certainty. Taxes was a certainty. Still and are. you whipped the Bengals' ass. That was also a certainty. <laughs> and like, I, I'm just, it blows me away because the, it was never a lack of talent, right? They were always a yeah. bad team. They were always drafting in the top 10. They always had really talented players. You know, you'd look at their roster when you'd be sitting in the locker room getting ready to pay them, play them and you'd be like, and they got seven first-rounders on their defense. This team is is loaded with talent. Well, to see it all come to fruition and to see them playing the way they're playing and the swagger that Burrow has and the connection he has with Chase. And I tell you what, it's amazing. And I was like, you know, the Missouri State. You know, I'm from Missouri. Yeah. You've got to show me type of thing. Yeah. I thought, ah, come on, Baltimore's going to cover. Baltimore's going to beat them. Baltimore always beats them. They beat them down. To go in there and beat their butts the way that Cincinnati beat them. Hey, there's a new sheriff in town. It is the Bengals. Good for them. Um, and and they're for real. They're for real, Trey. Yeah. Well, they certainly are. By the way, I texted uh, Zach Taylor, their head coach, after the game. And I said, your first place, uh, Cincinnati Bengals. He goes, yeah, I think I like the sound of that. And, and mm-hmm. I think we all need to apologize to the Bengals organization because I was like a million people that said, you guys are crazy for not taking Penny Sewell. Why do you need Jamar Chase? Well, he's just making us all look like idiots because Jamar Chase is doing Randy Moss type things in his rookie year. And I get it. It's more of a throw now league, but that means everybody should be doing what Jamar Chase is doing, and they're not. Yeah, no, Jamar Chase has been a great connection. I'm right there with you. You know, the Cincinnati Bengal fans remind me all the time because I'm like, yeah. really? You took a wide receiver? I mean, your quarterback's leg almost got amputated on the field, and that's <laughs> that's the way you go. Um, but but they're playing well up front. And here's the thing. You know, you, you always go through draft stuff and you look at teams the way you look at teams. But obviously, you talked to the head coach. They knew within their organization kind of where they were and how they felt about their young players. They had a better sense than the rest of us of where they were. And they needed one more dynamic weapon for their young quarterback. And, and certainly, he has been all of that. I, I usually look at you know, that position, the wide receiver position, as the most dependent position on the football field. Because we're all yeah. dependent. 
all of us have to do our job. But um, that's one where I'm, I'm with you. You know, I'll take the L. Boom, slap it right there, and I'll move on because I'm excited. I'm excited for the Bengals. I'm excited to see what they're doing right now, and I'm excited for the way they're playing. You know, and before we move on, people always say, well, are they the team to beat now? And I always say, no, they're the team that's good right now. Like, I have no idea what's going to happen to all these teams in December, January, but right now they're playing as well as anybody, and they're in first place. That was the first loss for the Ravens in the month of October with Lamar Jackson as their starting quarterback. And it was the first loss ever for the Ravens with Lamar Jackson as their starting quarterback against the Bengals. They had been 5-0 and with Lamar against them. The other statement game was the Tennessee Titans, who absolutely punched the Kansas City Chiefs in the mouth, up and down all over that field. Now, Mark, there's a million people wanting to pile on the Kansas City Chiefs for a variety of reasons. And there's some things that are true and not true. But at the end of the day, on Sunday... They were manhandled in a way that we hadn't seen since the Super Bowl. They really were. And, you know, it's it's interesting. There's two thought processes here. So I went back and looked at that game. Um, one was back when they were great. Back when they and, – and they're still putting up a lot of points offensively. You know, to, to, well, I'm you right, know, yeah, I, well, we, I'm going to get to that. I'm going to get to that. Okay. All right. They're still doing it. I mean, we all act like somebody jumped out of a tree and cut off the unicorn horn off of, uh, off Thank of you. Uh, Patrick Mahomes. No, the guy's still a freaking unicorn, okay? So stop with that. But the bottom line to me is what made them so good and so unique is they could get five guys out 80% of the time. So when you yeah. take when you start doing the math, you got five offensive linemen and you got a quarterback. That's six. Now you have five eligibles. And they could always get their five eligibles out. So they could hold up with Fisher on one side. They could hold up with Schwartz on the other side. They're not quite there yet, although I think they've made great additions there. They're yes, not playing in sync like they yeah. were a couple of years ago. So that's one. Um, the other thing is, if you look at them defensively, you oh, look at the terrible. way they played that game. They lined up with eight or nine guys in the box and said, you're not going to run it. And yet Tennessee still ran it. You know, Derrick Henry still ran it 29 times. Only average three yards of care. I think it was 29 for 86 yards. But the bottom line is it opened up everything underneath, all the little drift routes, all the little shallow crossing routes, all the little in-cutting yep. routes. They were wide open the whole time because they said, you're not going to beat us running the ball. And here's the issue for Patrick Mahomes in this offense. If you know every game, you're probably only going to get eight to nine possessions instead of 12 to 13 possessions. And you also know that we got to hang 35 just to be give us our chance to win. Instead of throwing one away, when you you've got the ball, it's your fourth possession, and saying, "Hey, man, I got to throw this away, live to fight another day." You're like, "I got to fit this damn thing in there." Like Patrick yeah. Mahomes is awesome. Now he's throwing nine picks. That's unpacked Mahomes like, but you're doing it because you know you have limited possessions because of the way offenses are approaching your defense, and you got to score 35 every game just to yeah. give you a chance to win. That's what's going on with Kansas City right now. That's exactly right. And I want to be clear. Everyone has a bad day. All right. The Chiefs had a bad day across the board. I don't think Travis Kelsey is right. But when I heard people going into this game saying, well, they figured the Chiefs offense out. Let me just read you some numbers. OK, for all the people that think this is about the offense of Kansas City going into that game, the Chiefs this season through first six games had scored more points per game 
had more yards per game, had a better third down percent conversion rate, had a better red zone touchdown conversion rate than any of the previous two years through six games when they went to two Super Bowls and won one of them. So I don't want to hear that garbage, okay? The biggest problem has been the turnovers. In 2019 through six games, they had seven. In 2020 through six games, they had four. Uh, In 2021 through seven games, they have 17, okay? Hold on to the ball. Don't stop yourselves. That was the first game where somebody stopped them. It was the first game where they didn't stop themselves. So I think the Chiefs, if they just don't keep turning the ball over, I think they're going to be fine, even with that horrific defense. And let me just say one thing about Tennessee. Huge wins for them back-to-back weeks over Buffalo and Kansas City. They also lost to the Jets. So, like, this is such a week-to-week league is what I'm trying to say. People are like, well, is this the team to beat now? Is this the team to beat now? I don't know. We'll find out down the road. I'm not willing to bet anything on what I see in October. I'm with you on that. And the other thing, and I'll just leave it at this. Like the Tennessee Titans, to me, unless I'm mistaken, I haven't done one of their games this year, but I don't look at them as having what we used to call a war daddy. A war daddy was a dude that you broke the huddle and you're like, where the hell is that guy? Like Aaron Donald. Where the hell is that guy? And how are we going to contend with that guy? And what are we going to do special to try to help take that guy away? You're never going to take him away 100% of the time. Like when they break the huddle, you shouldn't be afraid of going five one-on-ones. You go, we'll survive that. So, but Kansas City couldn't do that last week. They yeah. couldn't. I mean, there was constant pressure on Mahomes, and you're 100% right. They're turning the ball over. Part of that is because they're behind, or part of that is because they have to feel like they've got to score 35, 40 points every game. That adds to that. But you're right. They're yeah. putting the ball on the ground. What did you say, 19 turnovers? It, you know, that, 17, 17, 17, seven yeah, 17 turnovers. I think nine interceptions for Mahomes. Um, you're going to lose a lot of games when you turn the ball over. That's just the way the league works. Yeah, listen, I, I think half his interceptions bounced off people's hands. Like the one interception he had on Sunday, yeah. he hit Josh Gordon in this thing called the hands, and mm-hmm. they still didn't make the catch, and it went to an interception. Another team that is rolling right now, ever since that blowout loss week one has been Green Bay. Uh, they looked really, really good against Washington. Uh, and Washington was like, Andrew Brand had a great tweet about this game. If one player could be the MVP for both sides in one game, it would be Taylor Heineke, the Washington football quarterback. And I thought that summed up exactly how that game went. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're they're trying to find themselves offensively. Washington is. And, and you know, I mean, they make a lot of mistakes. They've got some young players. Heineke's one of those young players that can be brilliant at times. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, yeah, that's right. He's still a real young player. And he still makes yeah. real young player mistakes. But you're right about Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is, you want to talk about just a freak show. And I love, and you and I have talked about this. We've talked about it on air. We've talked about it off air. All the, ah, Aaron Rodgers is done. You know, I got people after week one when he laid the egg against New Orleans writing me and calling into my radio show or texting into my radio show. Thank goodness we didn't take him. He's selfish. He doesn't want it. He'd be, you know, he'd be terrible for us. Like, yeah. Uh, How does he look now? That dude is playing great football. And um, obviously Green Bay Packers are legit. They're a legit contender. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Why don't we take a quick break and we'll come back and talk about Tom Brady and the Mannings and a few other things. Stay with us on the Chop Shop. No two dreams are the same, but there is one van equipped to handle them all. For over 120 years, Mercedes-Benz vans have been built, upfitted, and ready to go because we believe dreams should never stay that way. Because those who find their passion 
drive their passion so you can stop following your dreams and start driving them. All right, back with us on the Chop Shop, Trey Wingo and Mark Slareth here. And if anybody had a dream week, I think it would be Tom Brady for a variety of reasons. We'll get into the main reason in a second, but the Manning cast with Peyton and Eli and Brady was absolute gold this week, and it made an unwatchable game on Monday night extremely enjoyable. Yeah, I mean, you know, Brady, just having Brady on there with those two guys was phenomenal. I I love, you know, one, I love the rapport between all three of them, right? Yep, and I love yep. the way, you know, the way even Brady, who has become, like Brady has become, he went from like Darth Vader over to the, from the dark side, over to the Luke Skywalker, you know, the, yeah. uh, is it the light side, the force side? He's the I happy, don't know. happy joy guy now. He's the yeah, happy I joy mean, guy. Yeah, I mean, like, he's been, he's been Brady unleashed. You know, Brady, uh, it just is so much fun to hear him and talk about how much more he enjoyed playing Peyton than he did Eli, because Eli was those Super Bowl losses, right? But, um yeah. I love that. I love the back and forth with those guys. And I love the football knowledge that's just being dispensed. And one of the things that I thought was really cool, they had this red zone conversation. And yep. something that I've said forever, which made me feel great, is Brady goes, well, the easiest way to score in the red zone, you got to be able to run the ball. If you can run the ball, he's like, run the ball. And, and, and I love that thought process because it's run the ball in situations where everybody knows you're going to run the ball. And then have big dudes in the red zone. Have the Gronkowskis. Have the one-on-one matchups that you can go to in the red zone. That's red zone football. And um, love that conversation. Love the the rapport that those three guys have with one another. Well, listen, two things about the Manning cast. They clearly don't care about talking over each other or when they're supposed to go to commercial. When they're not like – Either they don't care or they do it and they just say F it anyway. So that's what makes that part of it good. I will say this. Like Peyton's uh, the volume shooter – and Eli is the stealth sniper in that duo because he destroyed Peyton with the jersey. I don't want your big head stretching out the neck hole on my jersey. And right. then just subtly, I enjoyed all our games, Tom. Just bang. I mean, he was yes. just money. Uh, it was so good. Eli is so underappreciated along those lines. And then the other reason that Tom Brady had a dream, he gets over 600 touchdown passes. Uh, just so people understand, Mark, that's more than double a lot of Hall of Fame quarterbacks' entire career, including a guy you played with, John Elway. He has now thrown for twice as many. And I get it. It's a different era. I understand all that. But double, double the number of touchdown passes John Elway threw. Well, one, longevity. you got to have the longevity. Yeah. But you have to have sustained excellence over that longevity. And that's the thing yeah. that amazes me more than anything else. And, and I guess, and I've said this many times in the past, I, don't, I haven't said it here, but the thing that amazes me most about Tom Brady is 44 years old and you haven't been sated by success. The right. fact that you still go out because you got to grind. It is hard. It ain't easy, right? And the fact that you're still that motivated. Like every one of us would, would continue to play if it was only Sundays. But yeah. Sundays are easy. Right. I think it was Marvin Harrison that said this a long time ago was, uh, hey, man, I play I, I play football for free. You pay me Monday through Saturday. Right. I get right, paid to right. practice Monday through Saturday. I play for free. Yeah. Like we'd all do it. But, the, you know, you you got to the point I got to the point in my career was like, I can't do the Monday through Saturday thing anymore, man. I'm so beat up. I can't commit to that. 
It's the Sunday stuff. And the fact that he can still commit to that, that's what's beautiful. I agree. I've said that for a long time. The fact that he still has the desire, like everyone has the desire for the glory, but he has the desire to put in the work at the age yeah. of 44. And that's absolutely remarkable. Also remarkable, two streaks stay intact. The Rams have never lost a game in which they've had the lead under Sean McVay. It's either 42-0 or 44-0 if you want to include two playoff games. I say let's separate playoffs and postseason. So it's 42-0. And Jared Goff has never won a game as a starting quarterback without Sean McVay as his head coach. 0-14 as it was a close game, but the Rams also rip off another win. And Matthew Stafford and company look like they could be the biggest challenger to the Bucs because they've already beaten them. Yeah, they are they are that good. I had them two weeks ago in New York, and they disassembled the New York Giants. And, you know, I think one of the things that's very underappreciated, they're probably 95 98% in 11 personnel, three wide receivers. But they've got a – I call them the Yarbinators because my former college teammate, uh, Eric Yarber, is their wide receiver coach, and he's one of the best football players ever played with. 145-pound uh, wide receiver, just nails. I mean, just tough – catch anything, block people, didn't didn't care. And they're underappreciated for the dirty work they do. They establish the line of scrimmage. They block linebackers. They block defensive ends. They do all that stuff. And then they're, while they're doing that, Cooper Cup stinks out and somehow gets 150 yards every time. He just – I, I think insane. sometimes he's got the Harry Potter cloak of invisibility. Like, the, did you not see <laughs> number 10? He's really good. He's really good. He's putting up Randy Moss type numbers from 2007 when Moss set the record for most touchdown receptions in a single season. I mean, that's the kind of things we're talking about here with with Cooper Cup, who I think we all would agree has a different physical set of skills than Randy Moss. Right. I, I think the way they use him and the way he executes the plays that they designed for him is absolutely perfect. Yeah, yeah I was just going to add Sean McVay unsolicited Sean McVay. Matthew Stafford and Eric Yarber. I talked to all three of them last week. All three of them unsolicited without not in, in front of each other separately all said Cooper Cup is a quarterback playing wide receiver. He knows yeah. everything and sees everything just like a quarterback sees it. And one of the smartest players on our football team. That's that's one of the reasons he's so successful. Right. It's been absolutely remarkable. So uh, that'll do it for this week's Chop Shop. We'll see you next week when we discuss what happens in week eight. Oh, by the way, Stinky, one more thing. The chicken rubs at midnight. The chicken rubs at midnight, fellas. Go! <laughs>